0: Hi there my name is alex faust and you're listening to conversations at the edge each week we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses positively impact our communities and scale up good morning good afternoon good night depending on what part of the world you are joining us from i am alex faust your host of conversations at the edge and Very excited to be joined today by Arnie Malham. This is his third time back at Conversations at the Edge because we can't get enough of Arnie's awesome insights. So if you're not familiar and it's the first time you've tuned into Arnie, he's an experienced entrepreneur with a culture-first mindset. And he's had three successful business exits, written a best-selling book on culture called Worth Doing Wrong. He's, I don't know where he went, oh, there's the book. And he's also rocking the t-shirt, Worth Doing Wrong. Uh, so, Arnie, I'm, I'm really excited to have you back to talk about a topic that is near and dear to Growth Institute's heart. So, welcome, and where are you calling in from today?
1: Hey, Nashville, Tennessee.
0: I, I mean, I know what I think about this question, but I'm curious to get your insights uh, around learning and development and why it's so critical for organizations to really be very proactive and taking seriously in, in today's environment.
1: Yeah, well, it, you know... It, it feels like a great um, softball question because because if we're not learning and growing, what are we doing? Like what's the what's the movie that plays in our head when we're not learning and growing? Is it are we we're, we're dormant and and and, and, and happy? Are we just laying around? Are we just hanging out? Are we in this day and time things are moving so fast? If we're not learning, we're actually falling behind. It's kind of like inflation, right? If we leave our money in the bank earning a half percent, we're actually falling behind by two two or three percent because inflation's going faster than the interest rate same on learning like if we're we're not absorbing an article a day a book a and i'll leave blank the the whether it's you know week month quarter or year because as long as you have a rhythm it's better than no rhythm if you're not watching a documentary if you're not watching other people work and looking for their the the things they do right and the things they do wrong if we're not uh uh, logging uh, that's the bad word for it if we're not um uh, doing a checklist of our job now and determining what areas we can improve. If we're not finding a way to get better, uh, it's very difficult to keep up. And so it, it comes down to, um, you know, finding your rhythm. And, and I want to stress that one of the things I had to learn as a leader is my rhythm is not everyone else's rhythm. People learn faster than me. People learn slower than me. People absorb information differently. Some read, some, some, some watch, some listen some do, some teach, everyone has a different rhythm and style. And so and so we have to recognize that as leaders and say, what can we do to set our team up for success so that they can learn and grow? What, the mistake we make is to say, I want them to learn this thing. And I want them to all watch this thing to make that happen. And that's, that may not work for everyone, right? It may not be their priority, it may not be their timeline, may not be their style. And so as a leader, it's not it's not to cram things in. It's to it's to create an environment where people can and want to absorb.
0: But I think there's there's layers of learning. You know, there are things that I learn for me because I'm genuinely curious about, there are things that I need to learn to be better at my job, and then there are things that the company wants to explore, and so there's the company, you know, needs and training. And yeah, yeah. I personally spend a lot of time learning and developing and, and and reading about things because it's part of my job. But I understand it's a lot to ask for people who might be in more execution-heavy roles. And so, how do we think about that and balancing the amount of time that people should be learning, and then kind of balancing the the curiosity versus the organizational needs.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there's two, there's, you know, we can play this. There's this kind of learning and this kind of like there's learning to do like, if, like the other day I needed to, to, uh, understand my, um, water filters getting stuck. And I had to understand how to unstick the water filter. And so I watched a video on how to do a specific thing to fix a specific problem. And then there's general learning. Like I just read the gap in the game, which is a, which is a book that just came out, um, uh, Dan Kennedy, I think, and, uh, and Handy. Uh, I can't remember his first name. And, and they, it's it, now I'm reading gap in the Gain, and I'm learning about sort of how we live our lives and what we think about when we fail and what we think about when we're successful. That's a, I didn't, there's no one thing to apply that to. That's, that's how I'm going to, that's, that's a more of a, a mindset of how I think. Right. And it's a different style of learning. So there, as we break down these things and we, we learn to do a Learn a skill, how to be a better, you know, how to carve a piece of wood or how to fit a certain piece of pipe or how to uh, program a certain uh, 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 technology or how to write better. These are very specific things, but then there's how do we think? There's a trainer on how we think, right? And so wherever you're doing this, like we have to make sure that there's a reward, right? Whether it's uh, whether it's a a uh, makes me feel better, so that's the reward or Uh, the way Better Book Club works, which is the the concept I promote all the time, is we pay people to read. And we pay people to read the bigger concepts that makes them better humans, that makes them better team members, which makes us a better company. And so I I go back to, we got to help them find that curiosity. We got to help them find that motivation. And that motivation is to help me do my job, which, which makes me and the people around me better, or it helps me be a better human, which makes me and the people around me better. And so I think I soft answered that question, but we have to make room for both, right? Because you can't, if you do what all, If I'm always thinking, I'm never doing, If I'm always doing, I'm never thinking. And so we as leaders have to let people know that both are important. We have to let them know that there's no no quota on learning, but there's certainly, uh, we wanna create rather than a quota for learning, we wanna create a desire for learning.
0: When it comes to, you know, building learning and development, building these cultural practices. Is this like a, a, a team of people who are leading this initiative or is this a responsibility for somebody in HR or somebody on the leadership team? How do you kind of see the responsibilities of, of yeah. making learning and development happen?
1: So, so here's what I believe. Every, every, every company is going to approach it maybe a little differently, but, but I've said this. Every time I've been on uh, the air with you, which is culture, Reflects leadership. There's there's nowhere around that concept that other than right through it, which is culture reflects leadership. Does it mean that I, the CEO, go and sit down with every member of my 200 or 500 or 1,600 person team? No, but I have to set the tone, right? of of what What are our values? Why are they are values? What do I expect of my people? And then I expect everyone in the organization. To then, to then work down those values and to be a part of, of how we're gonna obtain growth. One of the concepts we, we put in our company was that we believe that trust in our company equals the fact that you believe everyone around you is here to help make help you become better, to help you become a better human. So which means that when you come to work, your part of your job is to help others become a better human, which means we're all rooting for each other to be successful, to grow, to get through life's crazy, uh, to be respected, to be appreciated, like we're all rooting for each other. That's a culture that gets set from the top. You now, to the degree we nailed it or, or aim for it, maybe we're, maybe maybe in my head we were better at it than we actually were, but it has to come from the top. That culture doesn't come from the bottom or from the third supervisor to the left or from the eighth person on the org chart. The concept of of growth, leadership, helping each other uh, abundance, transparency—all those things come from the top of the organization, or, or they very rarely have a chance of taking 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 root. And some might say, "Hey, we delegate all that to our, you know, director of people or our chief cultures are great. You you can delegate that if you want to, but if the leader doesn't believe it, then it doesn't. It won't matter. It'll matter less and less throughout the company. Culture reflects leadership in every company I've." been a part of.
0: But Arnie, I want to come back to something that you said earlier on, which was, you know, you have to be learning to stay ahead and to be moving faster in the market. And my, We hear the term all the time, like out the competition. And I'm curious, like, about the actual speed in which companies need to be learning. And yes. is, that, is, that a, is that a KPI that we should be looking at on an individual level? or more of like an organizational level in terms of how fast our organization is, is learning new things.
1: So I, I think it's a little of both, but I've got warnings around that. So, so we like to recognize like at the end of the year, we would say, Hey, as an organization, we read, you know, 357 books last year, or as an organization, we spent $200,000 on, on a, uh, 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 team improvement activities, or we went to eight seminars, or we, you know, we hosted for so you know, we like to, have milestones of what we accomplished in a year. But but let me let me bring that with a warning. My last book isn't was is not your next book. My last conference is not your next conference. Like we're different humans on different paths and need to learn different things. And this month I have time to read or watch or absorb, but you don't, right? You you've got a sick kid or a sick parent or something's going on with your family or or um your burnout from the month before like Like, just because I say it's time for you to learn doesn't mean it's time for you to learn. Like, I want to hold you to a standard of growth over a period of time, but not necessarily tomorrow, right? As soon as I start telling you what to read or absorb, when to read or absorb, I start to lose effectiveness as a leader. What I'd rather tell you is I'd rather create a culture that that you understand that part of, of your success in this organization means learning and growing, and, and, I'll, and I will trust you to, to find, your, find the time and, and your style of learning that stuff, right? And we can talk about that on a quarterly basis, what's been your progress. I'm not asking you so I can make you feel guilty. I'm not asking you so I can say, well, you should have. I'm just, I'm just being your accountability partner to growing at a pace that helps you be successful first, helps your team be successful second, helps our company be successful as a result of, both, of the first two.
0: Can you talk to us a little bit about um, the balance between, you know, individualized learning and maybe group learning and the, the advantages of learning with a, a peer or accountability partner or accountability group to kind of push education and development forward?
1: Yeah, I, you know, as we, as we you know, uh, I'm, I'm Better Book Club, right? That's my thing now. I push it like crazy. But the whole concept of Better Book Club is we're not all reading the same book. We're all reading different books and then we're learning from each other, like we're bringing diversity and, and a thought and, and learning skills together. But the old school book clubs, we're all gonna read the same book and then we're gonna apply what we learn to the problem we have. Both work, one's just more fun for the group, which I believe is Better Book Club, right? But when we all go to a conference and we hear three speakers, then we're already t- take that information and go, how do we apply that to the, to the problems we have or the challenges we have? Um, so both of those things work, it's not one or the other, is that sometimes the atmosphere is that we're all going to learn the same thing. so and so's in town. He's right across the street. We're all going to go listen to this this seminar or watch it on zoom. And we're going to absorb the same thing and we're going to learn how to apply. It. But it's, and we're all, we're all, we want to encourage everybody to read, watch, listen, absorb whatever they have to do because to become the best versions of themselves. And then we want to bring that diversity of learning together to help solve our issues, uh, deal with our challenges. So it's, it's not or, it's and.
0: So as we're coming to the end of our, our time here today, I do want to ask about, you know, what you found in terms of ROI on education and curious if it varies depending on like the type of training or the type of person that's engaging in training. Yeah. Um, so curious on, on your insights and, well, and learn from that.
1: The ROI for us was that, was that the more we poured into our people, the more they poured into us. So that number one is that, that no one, our team reacted. If, if we treated them with respect and helped them grow and become the people they wanted to become, then it was much more likely they would help us become the company we wanted to become. And whether they stayed, they, they learned and they, gained, they grew and they gained uh, perspective and they stayed and helped us to become more and more successful or they left right, and went to a, on a path of their own uh, we were always respected for the fact that we, we invested in our people. And sometimes that was just as simple as them telling someone that they loved the experience with us, which means they sent us a referral, which in this day and time, you know, can't hire fast enough. And so whether they stayed and made us more successful or our team left and made us more successful by sending others or speaking well of us to, to, to potential clients even or others, then they are, it always came back as a win for us, right? I, I've never invested in someone and then regretted it. Like it's just such a, it's, it's such a rare thing. And so uh, for us, it was just natural to, to, the more we poured into our people, it felt, it felt like to us and, and our success sort of proved that out that the more they invested back in, in the company.
0: Uh, any final words before we head off for the day, Arnie?
1: Culture reflects leadership. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing wrong. Check out Better Book Club, more books and brains. I hope I get back for a fourth visit one day. I'm just so prideful of the status uh, of being on your show so much.
0: Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates, or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.